Welcome to Sassy, Soulful, and Sensitive, a podcast for us introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive people. I'm your host, Cam Nichols, and together we're going to explore the strengths and struggles that come along with our sensitivity and learn how to trust our intuition and trust our voice. Let's dive in. What's up, Buttercups? Hope you are having a fantastic day, week, month, all of the above, because I just hope that you are fantastic, and I absolutely love and adore you. And today, I want to talk about decisions and decision-making, because as of late, it seems like over the last month, I feel like I've had to make an inordinate amount of decisions, uh, just because life is happening. And... This is one of the things that we can never, ever really get away from is decision-making. We're constantly making decisions at work, at home, in relationships, interacting with people, what shows to watch, what food to eat. Like We are constantly bombarded with making decisions. And so it is really, really important in order for us as sensitive souls to thrive, to learn how to make decisions so that we can make them quickly. Because I don't know about you, But sometimes decision-making can suck and it can be really hard. (laughs) And as I've been thinking about it, there's been several different things pop up in my mind as to like what makes decision-making so difficult for us as highly sensitive people. And I'm going to share with those. I'm going to share those with you a little bit later. And I'm going to share with you four ways on how to, to, to help you in making decisions So, but first I want to tell you a story (laughs) because I was working with a client several weeks ago and they wanted to make a choice about their relationship. The options that they presented to me were A, move out, exit the relationship, or B, stay and continue as things as they are. And they did not like either option, as you can imagine. And so they presented, they're like, if they moved out, they wouldn't have much time with their kid and they love their kid. They want to be around their kid. If they stayed, they would continue to be miserable, which isn't what they wanted for themselves or for their kid. And if you're a parent, you totally get it. So then I asked them the question, if those options weren't available to you, A or B, like those, those were not even, not even an option. How would you handle the situation? Their eyes got so wide as if they were about to panic. But then they kind of like sat back, let the question sink in, and they started listening to themselves and started to list out and tell me some other possible options of ways to stay in the relationship and be more independent, ways to work on themselves and how they view the relationship, ways to alter their dynamic of the relationship in and of itself. And the common trap often that we find ourselves in is that it's like, we'll give ourselves, especially when we're stuck in this perfectionistic black and white thinking, like there's a right and a wrong. We really get stuck in like, okay, these are options that we have to choose from. And we like leave all the other options completely off the table. We don't even consider them anymore. But as soon in this, in this specific story, like, as soon as we removed like the only options, all of the other possibilities could be heard. They could be seen. They were laid out on the table. 
oftentimes it's like, oh, we know that there are options that we don't want to look at. So we're just not even going to put them on the table. And what I want to offer to you is what if you did like knowing that you're not going to knowing that you're not going to choose them already, which is totally fine, but just put them on the table because what happens when we don't and we're like, nope, we're not even going to consider those. We're basically telling our brain to stop searching for solutions, stop searching for options. We're fine with what we have. And most of us in that situation are not okay with what we have. We are not okay. So put all of the options on the table. And it's so funny. Like I just look at back at that, that one question that I asked, if all, if these two options weren't available, then what would you do? I love, like, this is the power of coaching because it's so fun to ask some of these questions that are just never considered and to see what my clients come up with. So now let me share some reasons, some additional reasons, like why making decisions is so difficult for us. So making decisions or like just having to choose between things, like it can actually, it sucks so hard sometimes and it can be really, really difficult. And it's just like this never ending ping pong tournament in your head that like you can never win. And it always feels like you're working so hard and it doesn't have to be that way. And so this is why I wanted to kind of bring to you these five reasons why decision-making is so difficult for us, because once you bring awareness to them, you're going to start noticing that they are happening, like when they are happening. And then you can be like, oh, I see what's happening here. Okay, let's put that aside. What are all the options on the table? So number one, overthinking and overanalyzing. This is actually one of the biggest things that my clients come to me with. Like this is the part that they recognize. And typically it's because they've received feedback from someone saying that they're overthinking it or they're overanalyzing. And because we as HSPs tend to process information deeply and thoroughly, that's all that's happening here. We overthink and we overanalyze all of the possible options, considering the potential outcomes and implications, minus the ones that we don't want to look at. (laughs) This tendency to delve into the details and explore multiple perspectives can make our decision-making more complex and more time-consuming than others. And again, this doesn't necessarily have to be a weakness. Like It's totally our superpower that we can see all of that, but we have to allow ourselves to do that see all of the options. And again, the reason we can't see all the options is because we're blocking ourselves from seeing them. It goes back into exactly what I just said. Okay. So number two, sensory and emotional overwhelm. So we as HSPs again, have heightened sensory processing, meaning that we're more sensitive to external stimuli and internal stimuli, internal emotions, our internal experience. And when faced with decision-making, The influx of information and the potential consequences can be really overwhelming to our senses and to our emotions. And so this can lead to just that feeling of being flooded and overloaded, making it more difficult to make a clear decision. So have some compassion with yourself when you are having to make a decision and you are starting to feel overwhelmed. Just recognize that, okay, I'm just in like sensory and emotional overload right now. What do I need to give myself to kind of bring that down? 
And sometimes it's just an emotional wave that you have to wait out. Some decisions you can, you can do that, right? Like you don't have to make split second decisions. And so don't, if you don't have to. And that's in one of those moments where it's like, okay, I can tell that I'm overwhelmed. Let's just set that aside for a minute and come back to it later. All right. Number three, fear of making the wrong choice. We often have this strong desire for perfection and we can also be really highly (laughs) self-critical. So we have so much fear about making the wrong decision because we are, again, more attuned to the potential risks, the negative outcomes, and or the impact that this choice or this decision can have on ourselves or on others. And so this fear of making the mistake can result in indecision or indecisiveness. We're afraid of making the wrong choice. And with what we know about the primal brain, right? It's always on the fear for, or it's always on the fear. It's always on the lookout for danger. Fear is like one of its base emotions that it's constantly on the lookout for. So this totally makes sense why this comes up for us. All right. Number four, empathy and consideration for others. Again, one of our HSP superpowers is empathy. Like we can be really empathetic and really considerate of others' feelings and their needs. We're just very, very attuned to it. So when we're making decisions, we tend to weigh the impact of the decision on how it's going to affect others. It's because we want to avoid causing harm and discomfort to ourselves and to others. This heightened concern for others can really make decision-making more complex and more difficult because there's additional prioritizing that we kind of have to take into maintaining harmony and meeting everyone's expectations and everyone's needs because we're just so damn considerate. (laughs) We want to really care about other people and how our decisions affect other people. So just notice if that's coming up for you when you have to make a decision, if you're starting to think about how it's going to impact everyone else, you might be falling into this trap that's making decisions harder for yourself. And I'm not saying like, don't completely dismiss it, but it goes back to let's put all the options on the table and let's just see what's available to us. All right. Number five, high sensitivity to regrets. So I've talked about this a little bit, but I kind of want to dig more into it. We're more susceptible to experiencing regret just because we feel and think so deeply. We have such deep reflection and sensitivity to the consequences of actions. So there's that fear of making the wrong decision. There's fear that we're later going to regret. There's fear that there's going to be harm. So there's just lots of fear and potential regret anytime we're making a decision. And this makes it difficult to commit to a choice. And again, that all stems from feeling deeply, our our superpower of introspection and reflection. It, It all comes together. So again, these things that are also our superpowers, it's a 50-50 thing here. There's really there's really great stuff to it. And sometimes when it's out of balance, when we're out of alignment, then it becomes like this weakness. It makes decision-making more difficult. So those five reasons, again, overthinking and overanalyzing, sensory and emotional overwhelm, fear of making the wrong choice, 
empathy and consideration for others, and then high sensitivity to regrets. Those are some of the main five things that I've seen continue to come up for me and continue to come up for my clients as we're talking about decisions that we want to make in our life. Because again, we really need to get good at making decisions because they're never ending. And when we we can end up in codependent relationships, when we're kind of turning that power constantly over to other people, that's something else that I work with a lot of people on is just turning that power over to others so that they're, they're, they're the ones making the decisions. And honestly, there was a time in my life where deciding what to eat, I would always just default to my partner or my friends. And it would actually make me so uncomfortable to have to make a decision because I didn't want it to impact them. I knew what I wanted, even though sometimes like I, I doubted myself in those times of like, oh, I don't really know what I want. And part of that was just me not willing to listen to myself. That's a whole other podcast topic right there. So maybe I'll do another one on that because self-trust is, is huge. But I want to talk about four ways to help navigate decision-making. I already gave you a bonus one of figuring out, letting all the options be on the table. But when we understand and we acknowledge those five factors that make decision-making difficult, we can then kind of lean into these four ways to navigate decision-making. So one is seeking support. And when I say seeking support, I'm not meaning default, like what I was just talking about and how I, how I used to act and how a lot of my clients do, but I mean like seek support, seek support in just having a sounding board and someone reflect back the options that you're going to. So it goes back to that story that I was talking about with my client at the very, very beginning of this episode. So number two, setting boundaries. When we put all the options on the table so that we can see, we can empty it all on our mind, and then we kind of set boundaries, we set parameters, we can slowly start to take things away, options away, and the decision's going to become more clear. And sometimes that is learning how to set boundaries with people and saying no and not giving all of our time and not avoiding conflict. That can also be part of setting boundaries. Number three is create unique systems. So we as highly sensitive people, we thrive when we can figure out and create our own systems that allow us to thrive. I'll use recording this podcast as an example. One of the decisions I recently had to make was I had to get a new computer. So I had to like basically redo my entire desk because, you know, why not? (laughs) Something new. Let's change things up. Get something fresh. And One of my unique systems for recording a podcast is setting up my environment. Maybe it's having incense going or uh, putting on some uh, oil for aromatherapy. I have a candle lit. I cleaned the desk space so that it's clear. I have my warm blanket, even though it's in the middle of summer, just this, this fuzzy little blanket. I just absolutely love it. This is like the unique system that I've created for myself to create the environment that allows me to show up in the best way possible. So that's part of decision-making is like set yourself up for success. Figure out what your unique systems are that allow you to make decisions. And you know what? Sometimes, depending on the decision, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just remembered a story. So one system, me, me and a friend, this was years and years and years ago, but me and a friend, we couldn't decide where to eat. And like, we didn't have any cravings and... 
as we were sitting in my living room, we saw two different color, like little tennis balls, dog toys. And it was like, all right, we've narrowed it down to two places. This color is this restaurant. This color is this restaurant. And we're just going to throw both of them and see which one the dog goes after. And the one that they bring back to us, like that's where we're going. (laughs) So it was like such a silly way to do it, but it was also really, really fun. Do I use that system to this day? No. Would I use it again? 100% just because I think it's hilarious. Okay, number four. This one you hear me preach all the time. It's about practicing self-compassion. We have to, like, anytime we're making a decision, we have to practice self-compassion. Otherwise, that inner critic is going to start, like, picking up the bat of, like, oh, you're not a good decision maker. Oh, you don't know what's best. You, you, don't, you don't know yourself. You can't even make this simple decision of where to eat or what to wear, X, Y, Z. Anytime we are making a decision, always think about how you can bring self-compassion into it. Especially if you are starting to recognize that inner critic has picked up the bat and is wanting to start beating you. Self-compassion, it's like, okay, what do I need in this moment? How can I just love myself for even having the option to make this decision? And I know depending on the decision, that can be really difficult. So figure out what that is for you. What's the most compassionate thing that you can do for yourself in order to make this decision? That is one of my all-time favorite questions when practicing self-compassion. So again, those four things to help navigate decision-making. Seeking support, setting boundaries, creating unique systems and processes for yourself, and practicing self-compassion. I hope that these are helpful. I would love to hear if these are some of the same things that you have recognized in yourself that make it difficult. So send me an email, cam at coachwithcam.com. Find me on social media, DM me. But yeah, let me know, like, what are you noticing for yourself when you have to make a decision? What, What is making it difficult for you to make a decision. And if you have figured out ways to make it easier for yourself, I would absolutely love to hear it. I'm always compiling like different ways to kind of help myself and to help others. And who knows, maybe it will be on another podcast or maybe it will be a post. So send them to me and like 100% give you credit and all of the things, but yeah, let's just help continue to support each other. So that is all I have for you today. It is dinner time, and I think I'm going to go eat because food sounds delicious and we're having leftovers. So no decisions. Yay. (laughs) All right, my friends, as always, remember shining bright gives others permission to shine as well. Take care. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you want to learn how to find your voice and lean in more to the powerful force of nature that you know exists within you, head on over to coachwithcam.com and take the what element are you quiz. You'll discover how to align with your secret strength that you perceive as a weakness so you can break the cycle of doubt and step into your badassery. And if you enjoyed the show, make sure to follow, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform and share it with a friend or family member who you want to connect with on a deeper level. You'll be helping other sensitive folks like yourself and like me find and join our amazing community. So let's connect and support each other on this incredible journey.